Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. From the world's first officially recognised sim racing group, it's the Torah Radio Show. Good evening, Radio Lama listeners. This is the Toro Radio Show, where we do talk about sim racing news occasionally. It happens every so often. Um, this is the U.S. Week, so I am, of course, your U.S. host, Ben Williams. And joining me, as ever, is Mr. Louis Sarley. How are you doing this week, Louis? It's been a rough week, man. I hear that. Yeah, work is just beating us up. I mean, I haven't... I haven't even had a chance to drive a GT4 car yet, man, and I want to drive a GT4 car. I barely had time to drive the GT4 car before tonight's show. I don't care. You've had more time than I had. <laughs> well, depending okay, on... Okay, I'm getting the whininess out of the way now, yes. so... We will be, t- of course, talking about the GT4 pack for ACC later on in the show. There's some other sim racing news that we need to talk about this evening. Um, let's just jump into it. Sounds like I would jump, right? but I'm sitting down at the moment. I require standing up. Don't string yourself, Glee. Um I'm not going to. Following. <laughs> First up, we're going to talk about Project Cars 3 again. Now, we're not going to go into the negativity fest that was the last time that we talked about this game. Even though It's already had... happening. It's already turning. Even though we've had ample reason to be negative about this game. Um, Project Cars 3 has started showing off some of its features, um, mostly talking about the 200 cars it's going to have, some more tracks. They showed off a video on their Twitter page of the several different versions of the Evo, I'm going to say 8. It looks like the Evo 8. I'm not good with Evos, honestly, um, that are in-game. They also showed off some driver customization possibilities, which... To be fair, again, not it, needed. Well, to be fair, I think it's kind of cool, just because you know, I I, I don't know, I kind of like that thing. Like whenever they added the ACC, that was pretty cool because I'd be able to change whatever the default was. In Forza Seven, they had that really rudimentary version of it, and it looks like in Project Cars Three, it's I'm not sure if it's going to be following the same. Forza 7 mode where it's like you can select this suit and nothing else, or if it's going to be like um, you can select this helmet with this suit with these goggles with these gloves or that kind of thing. It doesn't exactly give you a lot of information just from one screenshot of the driver customization that they tweeted out from the Project Cars Twitter account. I'm pretty sure the error about Probably the one percentile that's actually excited to see something like that into that being added. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the thing. I, I'll where... admit I'm a stickler. I don't really care for the driver suit customization thing or any of that sort of thing. To be honest, I mean, because in reality, whenever you're racing, you're either in first person mode, which you know you're not going to be able to see anything except for potentially glow showing up in your view. Or you're racing and the chase you, either way, you're not going to be sitting or spinning around in your car trying to get a good view of how your driver looks inside the cockpit. So, I mean, it, to me, it's a but silly replays. thing to add. I get some people like it, but. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, to I me, like it's just wasted space or anything like that for a really cosmetic thing, I guess you could say. Mm hmm. So, but like I said, some people are into it. it. It just doesn't happen to suit my fancy, and I think it's a waste of disk space. But hey ho! Yeah, at least F one twenty twenty is good. F one twenty twenty is good, and funny enough, they ha- while well, sitting there just giving my last little rant there, it just dawned on me how many different games actually have something like that, to where you have it on Gran Turismo, you have it on Forza, you now have it on Project Cars three, you have it on F one. Uh, ACC. I'm sure there's a couple other ACC. So, I mean, it actually kind of becoming a semi-standard feature. Mm-hmm. Now I'm really thinking about it. Yeah. Um, 
But even still, I mean, they're not. If you're going to make it custom customizable, I think Gran Turismo actually has it, or Gran Turismo Sport has it at the best. Or if you're going to do something, you have full range of creating every square inch of everything you have on it. Yeah, I agree so. with that as well, honestly. But that Gran Turismo also has some presets in there so that you can just, like, I don't feel like making an elaborate design of my helmet just give me something. Which, anyway. you know, I appreciate because even though I like doing that kind of thing, I don't necessarily have the time to do that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And and again, it all comes down to, I guess, your immersion factor that you want to. If that's what you need to be more immersed into the game, then yeah, I'd say it's a good thing for you to have. But again, for me, it's just not really my fancy. I mean, I, I could be... I could have a suit that's a solid white and a solid white helmet or solid whatever color, and I'd I'd be just as happy. I, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Apparently, they're also bringing that to iRacing as well sometime soon. I think it's... Uh, iRacing has a somewhat of a customization thing, well, but it's more... I've never yeah. seen it actually in-game whenever you're looking at replays or anything like that. Um, the only time I've ever seen any sort of customization to where you could do a helmet, but it usually pops up on when you look at the weekly point standing boards yeah. and have your name and your little custom helmet right next to it, and that's about the most ex- to the extent of it that mm-hmm. I see. It also affects your pit crew as well, if I remember correctly. That it could. Yeah. Um, that I do, could. I do also remember... Oh, so that just came off of the color of the cars. Yeah, I do also remember seeing iRacing tweeting about how they're going to introduce some open face helmet options. Or maybe it was just like different... Hey, it's 1990s call. They want their helmets back. <laughs> I mean, Thunderbird and Monte Carlo. Oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Anyway. I just um, couldn't help it with a 1990s call joke. Yeah. Even though we're not likely to pick up Project Cars 3 when it comes out on August 28th, it's still, you know, good to mention... Um, just because it is a Codemasters game, which has taken some missteps. Quite hopefully, a few. Yeah. Hopefully, this will be something that they can learn. Well, funny that. enough, actually, this past week, they in- said they introduced their uh, manager of um, social media. And whenever he introduced... Yeah, he said whenever he introduced himself that he was reading into everything that everybody's giving feedback on us. It's like, you must really not like your job right now because 99.99% of your community is not happy with you guys right now. I mean, again, F1 2020 is pretty good. It is pretty good. It has its flaws, but it, it is flaws. pretty good. No game is without its flaws. I was going to say, it's actually kind of rare that you actually get a game that's fully complete on release. Mm-hmm. It's not like the old days to where you, yeah. you know, they delayed the release to where the game's fully ready to go. Now it's more like, okay, we'll send out a broken game and then we'll just release an update and let it go. Yep. Welcome to Hopefully everybody's patient yeah. enough to wait to, for it. Yeah, welcome to 2020, where day one patches are a common occurrence. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving on to from one disappointing game to another. Um, Louis, did you know that NASCAR Heat 5 released this week? There, there was a NASCAR Heat 5? Yeah, there was a NASCAR Heat 5. And I, I mean, I knew there was one coming, but I mean, it's already coming out. I'm sorry, I misspoke. It was last week. <laughs> Apparently, oh, really? There was yes, one coming out? <laughs> yes, it, it's been out for a week. Oh my gosh. Yes. Where was the advertisement for it? I honestly did. This is the first time hearing of it. Um, oh, wow, they I, dropped the ball on advertising on that. Cause I don't. I mean, admittedly, anybody who knows me knows I'm not a NASCAR fan. I'm watching NASCAR races, and there's there has been no mention of NASCAR Five. <laughs> not that I can recall, anyway. Mm-hmm. Wow, that that dropped the ball on advertising. So. Is it pretty much essentially the same thing that we've been getting, or... Yeah. I can't think of any real changes between Heat 4 and Heat 5. Really. Besides drivers changing to different cars and yeah. new models and new models, paint, jobs. paint jobs, all that fun stuff. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... That, that's Heat... probably all I can say is that. I, I think Heat 5 has also suffered from the... Um, what we talked about 
the last time we were together on a Toro Radio show, we talked about how it seems like games in 2020 are just dropping out of nowhere just because of the interesting year that we've been all having, to say the least. Um, I mean, and I get that, but that usually comes with some form of advertising, whether it's the week of or a month in advance. I mean, you do get some sort of notice. This one, we literally had nothing. There's nothing even on social media about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have seen NASCAR Heat advertisements, but that's for their esports league that's going on. And that is it. Mm-hmm. So I find that a bit – not a bit, completely surprising, actually. I don't think it should be that way. Mm-hmm. It, it's been noted that Heat 5 is – my opinion on it is that the Heat series is a fun game if you just want to mess around. If you're looking to do some serious oval racing, go to high racing, really. Which that even catches in the flack because yeah, everybody complains about the tire model. Yeah, but you know, high racing is not locked at 30 fps. It's not. No, it's not. You're messing with me, right? No, no, I'm not. Wow. High racing also doesn't have. <laughs> ridiculous amounts of motion blur from all that I've been seeing from all the footage of Heat 5 that I've been looking at. Oh, also, when you go over a bump in iRacing, the driver moves with the car instead of the car moving around the driver. That's interesting. Yes. Um, when you get a chance... Sounds after, almost realistic. I know. When you get a chance after the show, go look at some gameplay from Heat 5. You'll be quite disappointed. <laughs> Don't tempt me with a bad time, Ben. Yes. Don't tempt me with a bad time. I try not to. So, <laughs> um, if you do like going around in a circle at 200 miles an hour, and you aren't interested in eye racing, which, let's face it, you really should be interested in eye racing. Eye racing is kind of great. Um, Can be. Yeah, Heat Five is available. You know, Xbox, PlayStation, PC, all your various game consoles and. God, could you sound any more ominous with that? Oh, you're various. Various. Also, Louie, was there some iRacing news this week? There was. Uh, outside of the dirt track that was announced recently, which you're going to have to refresh me on that one, which one that one was. Um, Sports the, Speedway, something like that? Yeah. I don't I don't really know too much about it. Um, I know it's, I want to say, three-eighths mile oval. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, but also coming in a later update, which there's been things that are going on, if you look at their Facebook page, uh, I would say finally the dirt oval track stuff is complete when it comes to big cars because they are scanning in a big block modified. So finally Ooh. we're going to get – yeah, so out of all the big cars that race in a dirt oval – around the nation, I think we're going to go ahead and finally get the full set on that one. So anybody who wants to organize their own Dirt Car Nationals, World of Outlaw World Finals, uh, the Summer Nationals, or what have you, you finally get all the cars that you want to do that with that they do in real life. So if anybody wants to simulate that, you can now. Yeah. Um, is How is... Because I'm kind of a noob when it comes to dirt racing. Is that... <laughs> How is that different from what's on the iRacing platform already? Uh, the UMP Modified is actually – it's got a lot of horsepower, actually. It's roughly about six or 700 horsepower. It's just got a very small contact patch for the tire, has a lot of body roll, weighs a lot. Uh, big Block Modified is exactly what it sounds like. It's a big block engine that they cram inside of this thing, and effectively the whole car is like a wing. So basically from the bodywork from right behind the front tires all the way to the back of it, which it still kind of has a regular car look to it to an extent. I mean, it is a modified, so it's going to look different. That's what the term modified comes from. Um, But effectively, that whole part of the car is a wing. So the driver sits dead center of that and has air or the aerodynamic device is basically going all the way across the whole car. All right. With – a sheet metal roof, effectively. Yeah. So it's a high horsepower car, big wheels on it to put down that power and hang sideways quite a bit. But it still goes around a half mile at a decent clip. I think they have somewhere around 800 horsepower. So that gets you into some trouble. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just scanning it. There's no release date on it or anything yet. 
Yeah, they're just scanning it right now. So okay. um, I, if anything I've gone by, and I'm sure you can attest to this as well, anything that is scanned, usually it's taken it – very rarely has it been the immediately following quarterly update. It's always been usually half a year later, although North Wilkesboro, they were able to turn that one around in three months. So During a pandemic. During a pandemic, yeah. So this one very well could be a similar situation. Cool. Anyway, um, moving on to another Codemasters game. Ooh! We've been getting some more information about Dirt 5. Yes! I saw this. Yes, Dirt 5. Dirt 5 actually, that good. preview video they actually launched, that was... I mean, I wish they would have hung around a little bit more on each individual thing, because it's basically a quick one-second blip, and then it's going on to the next thing, and then a quick one-second blip going on to the next thing. Granted, you saw everything about three or four times, yeah. but it's like, good God, stay still for a second. I want to be able to decipher this. Yep. Um, the main thing that you're getting from the video that Lewis is mentioning is that it's talking about the features that will be coming with the game. So you have um, things like uh, there's Land Rush, Ultra Cross, Rally Raid, Stampede, Icebreaker, Transporter, King, Vampire, and Sprint, which is all various online things. And there's also, they're talking about the photo mode, the livery editor, which again, very quick glimpses at those so we don't get to actually see what those are. Um, it talks about some 10 brand new locations. Um, Brazil popped up. Um, something that I've noticed that I haven't talked about on the show, I don't believe, is that there are sprint cars in NASCAR Heat 5. Really? They put sprint cars in there. Oh, wait. Did I say NASCAR Heat 5? I yeah. meant uh, Dirt 5. Oh, I was going to say, they that, also put them in NASCAR Heat 5? Really? That, I mean... I can't remember the actual name of the car right now. It's the same car from Heat 4. Dirt late model? Yes. Thank you. The that's super late model? Five. The one that's been in there for since Heat 3, I think. You would be correct, sir. Anyway, no. Dirt 5. It doesn't help me any that it's NASCAR Heat 5 and Dirt 5. One's asphalt, the other one is dirt, Ben. Yes. Anyway, or for European viewers, that is tarmac and dirt. Yes, sprint cars in Dirt Five, which um, it's if I'm not, it it is. And that last time I think Codemasters tried to include sprint cars was all the way back in the old Toka Race Driver games, and they kind of did a big mistake on them to where they put gearboxes in them, which the cars don't have gearboxes at all. Um, anybody here? I'll give you a quick crash course for anybody who doesn't know what a sprint car is. It's a single gear, effectively a 1,000 horsepower go kart that has no starter, so they have to push start this thing. This is how lightweight they want to make these things. And outside of a top fuel dragster, no race car in the world has a higher power to weight ratio. They are absolutely on the edge, incredible fast to see. Ben happens to live about five minutes away from more sprint car racetrack and never goes to watch them. It's not five minutes. It's like 30 minutes. Okay, still closer than most. Yes. And the thing is, it's quite a famous racetrack, and he still doesn't go. See, there's this whole thing called a pandemic going on. I'm not sure if you heard about that. I have heard about it, but even pre-pandemic, you never went. And they come. the national tour comes to your area six or seven times a year. Mm-hmm. I only get them once. They're also shutting my state down again. Again, pre-pandemic, you still didn't go. <sighs> I'll, I'll rectify that whenever it's safe to go outside without a face covering. Okay, okay, dear listener, hashtag TRS, hashtag Ben, get your butt to the racetrack. Anyway, Dirt 5, um... Yeah, that's definitely an interesting addition with the sprint cars. Yeah, I'm anxious I, I, to see how they're going to do it. That um, now, actually. Because me being a avid sprint car fan, because, I mean, anybody who knows me, I'm a big, huge road racing fan, IndyCar, and, if I, and I do like oval racing, but if I'm going to watch it, it's going to be on dirt, and it's going to be a sprint car that has a big old giant wing on the top of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm anxious to see their rendition of it. If it's going to be arcadey, like what we get with the dirt late models on NASCAR Heat 5? Or is it going to be more closer to a sim to where they're on the edge, nearly out of control, and fly by the seat of your pants, hope that you don't die? 
I'm going to say it's probably going to be somewhere in between the two extremes. Which I would imagine because it's, Dirt, it's the Dirt game. series doesn't yeah. really claim to be a sim. No, it does not. It treads on that, and I know you don't like this term, the Simcade line. There's nothing wrong with Simcade as long as you advertise to be a Simcade. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be like somebody advertises, oh, we have a Sim here, and then you get into it and it's a Simcade, and then basically you had your whole mind set up to be one thing, which you really like, and then it ends up being way under-delivered. Are we still going back to Dirt 5 or do you go back to Project Cars 3 again? No, no this is just simply anything in general because yeah. Project Cars 3 right now is advertising as a simulator and looks like it's going to be a Simcade thing. But there's been other titles that have done the same thing to where they say that we're top-of-the-line simulator, this is great, and then to get into it and it's a Simcade. Mm-hmm. And it's not what you said it was and it makes it a huge disappointment. Yeah. Anyway, getting back to Dirt 5, um, a couple of the other classes that they've revealed over the last couple of weeks are the Cross Raid, which is basically SUVs. Uh, is that the Cross Raid thing, or? The, what? I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit. I said the Cross Cart thing? They had that, I think it was on the last Dirt game that they had. Um, I don't think it's quite like that. Uh, cross Raid is more like, you think Dakar? And oh, so Rally 1000. Okay. Yeah, it's beefed up SUVs, basically. Nice. Yeah. Um, Rock Bouncers, which is also an interesting addition. Rock Bouncer sounds like a nightclub. <laughs> basically, are you familiar with what a Rock Bouncer is? No, I'm not. Okay. Oh, oh, wait, are these those uh, Rock Crawler 4x4s? Yes. The ones with massive horsepower where you get up the rock by basically flooring it and hoping you get traction. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about now. Okay, that could yep. be interesting. Formula Off-Road is another one of the classes, which I I think that might be what you were talking about. Could be. I'm not entirely format. sure. Um, rally Cross, because it's dirt game. Um, classic Rally, again, it's dirt game. 80s Rally, it's dirt game. 90s Rally, it's a dirt game. And Modern Rally, because, again, it's a dirt game. Oh, and... Ben, I think I'm, getting, I think I'm sensing a pattern. Is yeah. is it a dirt game? It is a dirt game. Wow. Yeah. Also, Shot in the dark on that one. Yeah. Also returning are the Rally GT class from Dirt Rally 2. And actually, it's from the most recent dirt game, too, because I think they were in that as well. Mm-hmm. It might have been. I don't know how to feel about that, Yeah. if I'm honest. Um, oh, they've also added pre-runners, which is interesting. Okay, go on. Delve. Enlighten um, me. The Breeze Gnosis that Codemasters supplied is, think of the best road-going SUVs and all-purpose vehicles. Now think of them draped on off-road kit and souped up for extreme racing. That's the pre-runner class, featuring including race-ready versions of the Aston Martin DBX and Cadillac Escalade 2020. So, oh god, you just told me that the Escalade's coming back. Yeah, this is (laughs) this is boats are us basically. Wow. Yeah, unlimited, which is basically your dirt trucks. Yeah, the uh, Pro Four and Pro Two off-road trucks. Yeah. Yeah, those are always fun. Oh yeah, and. Last but not least, the super lights, which is your like your area nomad tactical, the uh, Exomotive off-road version of their go kart thing, with the right. LS3. Yeah, it's those. Sounds exciting. Yes, Dirt Five is looking quite good. It is. I, might I mean, have to pick that for up. it being the arcadey style for the Dirt series, I guess you could say, because you have the Dirt Rally, which are very simulator mm-hmm. type. I mean, they're not. Sim Sim, but they're much more Sim than a Simcade. So, and then you got these Dirt Series games, which are very arcade-like, I guess you could say. So I don't, I can, I don't think you can really put them as a Simcade either. Um, they're I they're kind of on the borderline there, if yeah, you ask me. They are on that border of. But I, th- to yeah. me, they sh- they're still great games, and as long as they're better than their Drive game. That just came out, or not Drive, sorry, Grid Game, that, ju- mm-hmm. that they just released. As long as it's better than that, 
I mean, you really can't go wrong because Grid just gets repetitive with the same thing over and over and over again. This, at least, you can get whatever you want and go drive wherever you want and go crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grid has basically morphed the project cars now. Which, <laughs> yeah, let's not start that again. Anyway, no. so... Um, I've had a stressful week enough. Yeah. <laughs> Dirt 5 and will be available, and I don't think we've actually said this yet, October 9th. Later this year. Okay, yeah. That's a reasonable good holiday release. Yep. Something to look forward to. Yes. Um, moving on, I'm still going to make you wait for the Assetto Corsa stuff. Patience. Young Skywalker. Um, it's Saturday, not a Skywalker. How dare you? <laughs> are, are you sure you're not Lewis Skywalker? You're just going to name yourself that at the end of the movie? Get out of my head, Williams. <laughs> Moving on. That um, is weird. Lewis, did you, growing up, play any of the Test Drive Unlimited games? Oh, God. Uh, not since... Actually, I can actually tell you the exact title was. It was Test Drive Off-Road on the PlayStation 1. So That was it's... the last one I physically played. Yes, so it's been a while. <laughs> a long while. I don't. Yep. I think I was still single-digit age back then, <laughs> which means I was probably a negative number. Uh, that might have been a negative number. Might not have been. I don't know. You're not that much older than me, but anyway. Um, did you hear? Thanks for making me feel old. A, yeah. Did you hear they're coming out with a new Test Drive Unlimited game? Are they really? They are. Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown. Okay. Has been announced. Yeah. Who's Names. producing this one? Interesting. Funny you should mention that. Um, is works of WRC developer KT Racing, which is previously known as Kawaton. Okay, so the developers of the official WRC games? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We don't have much information about this game yet, um, but we, what we do know is that apparently it will include a one-to-one open world. Okay, now that sounds interesting. Yes. This sounds much better than what the old test drives were, which is essentially grab a car, here's the racetrack, go. Yeah, apparently they're doubling down on the test drive option. Um, I can't. I've played test drive games before. I can't remember which ones I played because I dabbled with test drive two, and I think it was three. Anyway, it's still um, an open world thing. That's it's still that's pretty cool. World. Yeah, apparently, according to developers, uh, here's a quote from creative director Alan. Uh, I'm not even trying to pronounce that last name. Um, you can look it up. Yeah, we know uh, how terrible you are with names. Don't butcher anybody's, please. Yeah, uh, we wanted to give players a variety of things to do and the freedom to progress through the game however they want. So we developed a new test drive unlimited concept by keeping the DNA of the game but also evolving the gameplay and the game modes to make them more modern and in line with current trends uh, and what today's players find fun. So definitely something to be look forward to. I don't think it's going to be your typical sim race title, but <laughs> we talk about Project Cars 3 on this show, and it's not a really a sim racing title. No, not anymore. Not anymore, um, not. So, so just curious about the test. Does it mention how big the open world is? It does not. Um, the only real information that we have is that it's going to be very similar to previous Test Drive Unlimited games where you can basically buy any luxury car you want. Um, the ones specifically mentioned are Ferrari, Lamborghini, and Bugatti. So, you know, the old favorites. Um, yeah, exactly. Who doesn't like to get in a Ferrari and blast around on a video game? Because yeah. where else can you do that in the real world financially if you don't have the funds? Yeah. Um, and also in terms of the in-game avatar, um, you have lots of customization options for that. So well, Here we are, back to uh, another game to add on to the list of how you can customize your avatar. So, yeah. I mean, Test Drive was doing that before the other Were they? games. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I remember doing that on the other older Test Drive games. Okay. I'm not discounting you, but... Yeah. Again, something to look forward to since that we, we've literally only seen a, like, one-wheel 
and a shoe, and that's about it of the game so far. Developers are taking their time. Yeah. <laughs> it does definitely look like um, a Ferrari FF, though, in some of the preview images. It looks several Lamborghini options. I think that's also a um, Lotus in the background of one of the shots. So definitely something Excellent. to look for and look out for. Yeah, actually, it, it sounds pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we obviously don't have a release date for that yet, so probably next year. Or, next you know, year or the, potentially holiday, we don't yeah. know. If it, if it follows the trend for 2020, it'll get released, like, next week or something. And they like, here's a tease. Oh, just oh, in, it just game. dropped it for release. It's out there now. Yeah. Totally kidding. Yeah. Anyway, so, you want to talk about ACC? Let's talk about ACC. Yes. As of today... Which, which well, admittedly, yes. I did cheat here, did, dear listener. Sorry to cut you off, Ben. As we were discussing, because this is literally the first time since the content has come out that I've been able to fire up this computer. So I'm looking at these cars individually and just admiring the pure beauty on them. And, mm-hmm. oh my god, they look good. Mm-hmm. Like right now on my screen, which the listener can't hear, I'm looking at the number one Phoenix Racing Audi. Oh my gosh, that is beautiful. Let's go ahead and pull up the list here because I do have it with me. So inside of this, which all these cars have individual teams on there, and I believe we released this late before, but we're going to go over it again. You have the Alpine A110 GT4, Aston Martin V8 Vantage GT4. That is the new one because remember last time we were on the show, we were wondering if it was going to be the older car or the new one. It is the newer one, as I kind of expected. Uh, the Audi R8 LMS GT4, BMW M4 GT4. Chevrolet Camaro GT4R, which actually that I think is the only one on here that has a single team on there. Yeah, the V8 racing team. Um, there's the Janetta G55 GT4, KTM Crossbow GT4, and Maserati Gran Turismo MC GT4. Easily the or second longest name because I'm going to tell you the official one for Porsche here in a minute. McLaren 570S GT4, McL- or Mercedes AMG GT4. And the Porsche 718 Cayman GT4 Club Sport. As if the name couldn't get long enough. And they crammed as many consonants as they could in there with numbers as well. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, because it's a... It is, I said, of course, Calzone. Calzone. Um, of course, all of those cars came with official 2019 GT... For European series liveries and um, something bonus presentation liveries for select models. Yeah, I noticed that. And uh, to be honest with you, they, every one of these cars looks absolutely gorgeous. I'm looking at the Camaro right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Camaro they've done that so one right. I mean, the Camaro has shown up in sim racing games before, or Simcade or Arcade i.e. the Dirt Series, actually. Mm-hmm. So that's really the only place we've seen the car show up is actually for off-road racing, which it's never done in its career. Yeah. I find that, I find that funny. Yeah. Um, actually, did it show up in the grid game? It did. Okay, so it's over there on that. So, excuse me, as I try not to belch into the microphone there. Um, so it did show up on a single on-road game, but this is the first time outside of that that it has appeared on Asphalt Racing, so I'm actually, I'm not a GM guy, but I'm actually quite anxious to drive that particular car, that and a Porsche, which anybody who knows me, I'm all about Porsche, Mm -hmm. Um, along with the Audi, because that just, I don't know, as a GT4 car, that car looks better in GT4 spec than GT3, in my opinion. I kind of agree with you on that one. I don't know if it's because it looks closer to the road car. The, Perhaps I'm not sure. Uh, is it? Um, is it because they made the road car too menacing looking for the GT3 model, and they kind of left it the sleek lines that is the Audi R8 alone for the GT4? That very well could be it. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, to me, that's just... it. Overall, if you look at a car on the shape of it, to me, you can kind of tell, looking at a car, what its balance is going to be like. 
the Audi, if you look at it, probably has the best looking balance out of everything. Mm-hmm. It's got the right lines. It, the wheelbase is right there. You look at the driver, he sits dead center on the wheelbase, which looks absolutely awesome. So, I mean, this is just me admiring a car and what goes through my mind on this. And to be honest with you, I've gone to quite a few IMSA races, and there are GT4 cars there, but I've never really got a chance to get up to them and really look at them. So this is probably the best look I've ever had at a GT4 car, and it's on my computer screen for a sim racing game, funny enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I definitely want to drive probably all of these as soon as possible. Oh, yeah, I'm going to drive them all as well. And I know we discussed it before, but, I mean, the Genetta GT4, that showed up in numerous games. And I'm looking at the updated version of it because this is definitely updated. That headlight cluster does not look like anything I've seen in other games that this car has shown up in. And I'm actually really anxious to drive this one as well. It just... It looks a lot more aggressive, and it doesn't look like the typical Janetta G55 that we're used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There has been much... Rejoicing. It's not GT4 without a Janetta G55, and it's such a common car that we always get included onto it. It's like, really? It's there again? But at the same time, you drive it, and then you realize why it's there again. Yeah. The, the Really, the only, the only, like oddball out in this pack has has to be the Maserati just because it's a couple years older than all the other cars and it's well see say that I'm looking at this Alpine right now or Alpine mm-hmm. and to me this car looks way out of place yes but the Alpine has traction control and ABS the Maserati is like one of two cars in this game that doesn't have either uh-huh it doesn't have traction control and ABS. You got to call it left and right foot. <laughs> you got what I mean, though. Yeah, but and I mean, I'm looking at this Alpine, and it just looks. I mean, to me, it looks like a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> it looks so it, small next to all the other cars. It does look small. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I'm not entirely sure. It, it does seem like it's out of place. Mm-hmm. It is definitely one of the ones that I was surprised about whenever they announced the list originally. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, listener. I, I'm looking at the car, and it's a pretty car. Very pretty car. I've actually never seen this particular car, let alone in race spec. And it is a pretty car, but, I mean, I mean you look at the wheels, they look almost like they're out of proportion on it. Yeah. They're almost no, definitely... cartoonish, but... Yeah, definitely there's a lot of good things in this pack. And um, the cost, which I don't think we've actually discussed yet, is $20 American and um, I think it's 18 Great British Pounds. Great British Pounds. Yeah. Um, So I know that sounds like a lot for 11 cars, but it's 11 very highly detailed, excellently driving, excellently sounding cars. Compared well, that to something I, like iRacing, where you, you pay that much for one car. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the other thing, and I was discussing with you on uh, before the show, before before we came on, is that we're used to paying $10 DLC for seven to eight cars on a Forza title, for instance. Yeah. Or, in the case of Grand Turismo, you get them for free anyway. But... On a Forza title, you're used to spending that much for a DLC, and you got maybe one or two cars, if you're lucky, that happen to show up inside of that pack that you're going to drive. Yeah, so basically, you rest. spend $10 for a car. Yeah, this, and- you spend $20, and you got 11 cars that you're guaranteed to drive in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And <laughs> from my experience, because I was able to take the Camaro out for a little bit of a spin, which just surprised so no jealous. one. Which just surprised no one that I picked the Camaro first. If you're yeah, a no, you, listener you, to this show. Yeah, I, I'm still yet to figure out if you're a Dodge guy or a Chevy guy. I'm a Dodge guy, but when there isn't a Dodge, I'm Chevy all day. That's what's wrong with you. Anyway. <laughs> Leave it. Um, I am. That's what yeah. I said anyway. So based on my experience and everyone else that I've seen talking about the pack, it's they drive 
the GT4s drive wonderfully. It, it's GT4, so it's basically they feel and drive like the GT3s, but they have, you know, less arrow, a little bit less power, um, not quite as powerful brakes, so they're about like 10 seconds a lap. Smaller contact patch as well, yeah. Yeah, they're about 10 seconds a lap slower on average. So, in in reality, it's what um, what used to be in the Michelin Pilot Challenge series. I mean, it went on for years. It used to be the former Firehawk series. It's take your street car or your high performance street car, add some upgrades to it, and go race. Yeah. The only problem is is that these are purpose built race cars to look like the street car. Yeah. Which, it's kind of the more of the racing that I, I believe- enjoy. If I'm honest. I was going to say, I believe that actually they use the same frame, but everything else on it is pretty bespoke. Pretty I don't remember the official GT4 specs per se, but that's, I think that's pretty spot on. It's, a, it's effectively what it is, if, I mean, if you look at it. Um, I know for Porsche, all the way up until a couple of generations ago, the RSR, the same chassis that you can buy a standard 911 with, you can was actually the same chassis that they used to build the race car off of. Mm-hmm. Before they went into the wider body cars, and so now they're bespoke chassis as opposed to what they were before. But yeah, um, anyway. Of course, with all of this GT4 goodness, um, there were some added things to the game. Obviously, you have... Oh, what do we get for details? Yeah. Um, Gameplay-wise, they added a GT4 season menu to the game. Um, so that you can do a full season with the GT4s in single-player mode. Um, they added a GT4 sprint race game mode, which is an hour-long race, mandatory driver swap in the pit window, no driver changes or refilling allowed, which is going to be interesting. I'll probably go check that out after tonight's show. Uh, they added the GT4 2019 championship season and custom championship season. Which? Oh, they have a custom championship in here now. Yeah. Um, oh, that's excellent. Let's see. Did they add multi-class racing? Do we know? They did. On. Oh here, yes. Here's the interesting thing about the multi-class racing. Okay. It's multiplayer only. Oh, that's. That's a bit of a drag. Yeah, I, I'm a two minds though. A. Yay! It's a multiplayer. That's good. We, the community yeah, absolutely. can do so many things with that. B. Oh, single player. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense because um, multi-class AI is always something difficult to get right. Very few it is. have been able to get that right. Um, it, and it's so, so rewarding for those guys who do get it right, too. Yeah. I, I Not just for them, because I'm sure they're like, oh, this is great. But then your customers get a hold of it, and they're like, oh, man, this is really great. Yeah. And that just validates your feeling. Yeah. I, I understand why they did it that way, but it's weird that for once we get an option in multiplayer that isn't an option in single player. Usually, in my experience, it's the other way around. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, with, I'm, I'm a bit bummed, but that's it's not a game breaker. No, I will say that not. Um, with that, they also um, added um, class marker stuff um, for the um, HUD for the in-game for mixed races. Um, there's class indicators. Oh, that's that's good. That's good. Yeah, there's class indicators in the broadcast HUD. Um, now can they will actually. Speaking of the broadcast side, we'll actually split the two classes into two, dif- two different HUDs, which is pretty awesome. Um, oh, so they each want to get their own little yeah. scoring pipeline, effectively. They, they've added a option where you can select your favorite GT3, GT4, um, Cup, and Super Trofeo car so that you don't have to like quick scramble pick your car whenever you join a race. On multiplayer oh, anymore. Yeah. Um, there's several other things like fix the bug with control hijacking by hidden widgets, which is weird. Um, I don't I think I experienced that, I but I have as well. Um, 
Oh, updated track map widget and inter- interactive track map has been added to the garage screen, which I've been seeing, and that's pretty cool. Um, it now will indicate what cars are triggering the yellow flags. Um, indicates cars on invalid laps and qualifying sessions. Um, full track map widget now available in broadcast and replay HUDs. Weather forecast now shows current weather. Weather forecast rainfall icons now show indications of increasing slash decreasing rainfall um, when both forecast stages prompt the same icon. Um, they've done some stuff with the controller. Man, they got a lot of updates they've done on this. This yeah, is good. This is, with this came their like massive excuse me, came their massive um, version 1.5 update. Yeah, they did say before the update came on that it was going to be a massive update. Yeah. Exact words. Massive update alert. Yeah. Oh, here's something interesting. Um, physics, they added they they added the completely new tire, basically. Um, the Pirelli DH and DW tire model uh, has been implemented. All dimensions requires and used for the GT4 European series cars. Uh-huh. Um, they did some adjustments to the cup car. Um, they did some audio fine-tuning. And that's pretty much all of the main things that are jumping out at me right now. Uh, like you said, though, it's a pretty massive update, really. Yeah, for sure. So if you are on the fence about getting a Seto Corsa Competition or the GT4 pack, you really should. Yeah, you really you should. should. You should just really should. It you is really a- should so much that you really should. Yeah, it is a great DLC to be added to the game. It's something that we've been looking forward to for a long time. And I'm glad we only have 15 minutes left in the show because I want to go race more. Yeah. I picked up on that too. (laughs) (laughs) So be sure to pick up the DLC if you're interested in that. Um, Before we depart from the Settle Cars Competition news, we've had some console update uh, details. Have we? Well, kind of. There is a update coming. We don't have a date for it yet. Um, Here's a list of fixes that Kunas has confirmed the update will contain. Uh, Features private lobbies. Mm. Okay, could be interesting. Could be interesting. Uh, The only thing that I'm seeing is that that's all they've really said that more information will be coming soon. So, okay. Very interesting. Um, general fixes, um, performance improvements on the Pro models, so that's your PS4 and your Xbox One X. Um, impromptu terms used for keys displaying within controller and binds menu. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Localization fixes for in-game ratings. Um, network messages displays issues have been resolved when disconnecting to the network on special events. Okay. Um, crash fix fixes for sign-in and out during a race. Which is not quite sure what that's in reference to, honestly. Because that's not an option that I had. Um, other things that they are changing... Um, UI warning screen to remind users to update their wheels firmware. Um, connection and stability fixes with in many wheels. Good. Um, force feedback changes that w- are more suited feel on the console. Fixes with singularity options or effects. Now affect force feedback. <laughs> it wasn't before. Oh boy. And stop... <laughs> Stop certain views being accessible with a keyboard, which apparently that was something you were able to do if you connect a keyboard to an Xbox, was that you were able to cycle through some of the other views that you get on the PC version of the game that didn't, that don't usually come with a console version. Hmm. 
So I think they're starting to head in the right direction with the console versions. Obviously, the GT4 back comes out for them sometime this fall. So, and I was going to say, say what you want about the this game developers seem to have it right, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean the console game still needs help, but and they're working on it. Yeah, I mean they they are adamantly listening to the community that whenever they actually give detail of the problems that saying fix your game, which that doesn't solve anything. Um, but the accountant or the people who are reporting issues and giving detail what the issue is, you can go on any forum or any platform that you can that they're in there and they say, okay, we'll take a look into that. We'll assess it in the next update or two updates from now or what have you. They actually give you a timeline on when they, you should expect to see that particular thing give it updated. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely something to look forward to whenever they start getting that game running a little bit better on the consoles. Um, it's definitely something that I don't know if sites like Toro will necessarily want to run stuff on the console just because, you know, 30 FPS is still kind of an issue. It is, but I, if you ask me if you want to do it, Excuse me. If you want to do it via console, I think you, you're still going to have to wait a little bit. You got to give them a chance to iron it out. Yeah. So I mean, it's not something that we're effectively. It's not like a Forza to where they're used to doing this all the time. This is their bread and butter. This is what they know how to do. Which even they still get it wrong from time to time. Mm-hmm. So there are apparently some interesting um, details that have been floating around the internet. I'm not going to show them here because nothing's like... Nothing's um, confirmed? Nothing's confirmed um, about the game. But there's some interesting details floating around the internet about what the next Forces game is going to be like. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. I'll have to discuss it with you off air. Yes. 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 So, yeah. Akunos has definitely been doing very well with... um, I said, of course, I come to Sion recently, and it just makes me just that little bit more excited for when the British GT pack comes out later this fall winter vague timeline that they give us. <laughs> yeah, I'm anxious to see if we get a Mustang out of that, actually. Yeah, I am as well. Just because, you know, you have a Camaro, you kind of need its foil to go with it. Yeah. You need its rival. Yeah, you need its rival. You can't have a Chevy without a Ford, and you can't have a Ford without a Chevy. But you can have a Dodge without anything. Yeah, it's funny or, how that I'm works sorry. out, isn't it? You can't have a Dodge, because Dodge doesn't understand race. Not that I'm salty or anything. Oh, the but hate I, is real, Ben. I can sense the hate. <laughs> the Salt hate is real there, my friend. Love through you. Anyway, um... So, with the last seven and a half-ish minutes left in the show, um, I do want to highlight some Tora events coming up soon. Um, First of all, the Tora NASCAR National Series starts um, this Friday coming up. It is one of the... Well, it's the first iRacing series that we've run in a U.S. time zone, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. Um... We'll be utilizing the Legacy Class B NASCAR Xfinity cars just because we think they're really good, like, introductory cars to um, the oval racing in general. Um, We've also designed the series so that all the tracks on the calendar are included with the base iRacing memberships, not to buy anything so that you'll be able to take part in the series. Um, Races are at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Friday evenings, um, starting, again, this Friday. Um, the calendar is quite interesting. We have the legacy version of the Daytona Speedway, South Boston Speedway, Michigan International Speedway, legacy version, the Charlotte Motor Speedway Oval and Roval, take up two different rounds, the U.S. International Speedway, the Texas Motor Speedway, legacy version, and the, fin- the season finishes off at the Phoenix Raceway legacy version. So, 
we've got some a couple of people signed up for it there was about 20 25 signups the last i checked so if you're interested in coming oval racing with us on i racing on a friday evening be sure to check out the series um coming up at the end of the well the beginning of next month what are we the beginning of august because the first of august um toro will have their 12 hours of silverstone race uh, we haven't had one for a while so we're quite looking forward to that uh, obviously it's going to be a more or less a brick car situation um using gt and touring cars um the gt car list is as follows the aston martin gt3 the vantage v12 the Bentley GT3, the BMW M6 GT LM, the Ferrari 458 Italia GT LM, the Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo, the McLaren 12C GT3, the Mercedes-Benz SLS AMG GT3, and the Porsche 911 RSR. And in the TC class, we have the Audi RS3 LMS, the um, Audi S3 Saloon, the BMW 125i M Sport, the Chevy Cruze TC1 WTCC car, the Honda Civic WTCC car, and the Mercedes-Benz A-Class. Um, signups for this event will start this coming Saturday, so if you're interested um, in taking part in this race, you still have plenty of time to figure out your team what car you want to drive, and all of that fun stuff, you can check out our forums at racetora.com. On that site, you can also find out more about the other events that Tora is running. Uh, for instance, on Tuesday nights in three different time zones, we're running a V8 series, hearkening back to when the Australian Supercar Series is dominated by V8-powered monsters. Um, not that I'm biased, towards those because you know i am a muscle car guy and i like v8s um we are using in this series the ford falcon the holden commodore the nissan altima and making a return is the mercedes e63 uh, we finished up the first round this week at sonoma full circuit and coming up next tuesday will be a hour-long race at sebring so if you're interested in driving V8s, there's probably a time zone that will work for you. Also, as a reminder, coming up this weekend is round five, technically, of the British GT Esport Championship. We are at Silverstone this weekend um, for the only feature-length race of the series. This is the British GT Esports Championship that we run in partnership with the SRL and BGT. It's great to have them on board as partners, so be sure to check out that series. Um, we will be streaming it live on Twitch at Tora underscore live. There is yet another series that we are running at Tora. On Thursday nights, you will find the Formula Mazda series. This is a spec series using the Formula Mazda card that you can find in Forza Motorsport 7. It is something very different than what we typically have run on Thursday nights in the past. Uh, we're also using some different tracks than what we would also normally use. The first round last week took place at Lime Rock South Chicane. The race that occurred today um, took place at the Alps fictional track. And the race next week will be at Road America East. Well, listeners, that about does it for tonight's show. Unfortunately, Louie had to run off while I was doing tour news segment, so he won't be here to say goodbye to you all. Um, thank you all for listening and tuning in for each week of the tour radio show. Switching to a weekly series has definitely been a challenge for us four that make the show, um, but we're, we've been talking about it and we think that going forward that the weekly show is something that we're going to be doing. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that each show is just going to be me and Lewis or Matt and Jordan. Uh, we're talking about kind of mixing it up every once in a while, just so you aren't hearing the same four people all the time. Anyway, thank you for listening. 
Uh, you can stay tuned for all updates about the show and tour events at the real underscore Torah on Twitter. Um, thank you all for listening. Stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask, and stay tuned for On The Grid. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.